Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Good evening, saints. God bless you. Welcome. Welcome to Wednesday night. Line upon line and precept upon precept. Here little, there little. God is in the blessing and healing business. Um, thank you, Jesus. I'm up here because, can y'all see me? Um, because Bishop is taking the month off. Um, God is healing his body. God is in the healing, saving, and delivering business. Um, he's healing. He's being healed day by day, so I'm so very, very grateful. Um, he's doing um, and following good instructions and directions from the doctors. So I'm glad about that. Now, me, I don't, I don't really know if he's following what I'm suggesting that he do, but as long as he's following what the doctors are suggesting that he do, I'm grateful. Heavenly Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor. We say thanks be unto our God who always causes us to triumph. You alone cause us to live and to walk in victory. I pray, Heavenly Father, I pray over your sons and your daughters. I pray over your servants. I pray that no weapon formed against them will and shall be able to prosper. It won't prosper in their family and their marriages with their children. It won't prosper in the name of Jesus. We continue to cover and hide them with the blood of Jesus over sickness and disease and infirmities and all maladies known and unknown unto man. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your protecting power, your healing power, your saving power, your resurrecting power. You are resurrecting lives. You are resurrecting, resurrecting bodies in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that what you're doing in this hour and, and in this generation and this dispensation, all for your glory and your great, great namesake. Hallelujah. Alrighty, peoples of God. I think I'm gonna do my best to, in the next 10, 15 minutes, to talk tonight about relationships since this is the beginning of, what, February? They call it Black History Month. Um, but we're going to talk about relationship because February is known as the month of love, 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 love. That's what they say every month. Every day is a day of love and a day of thanksgiving. So let us give thanks unto our God. Hallelujah. We can start at Genesis 1, 28. Genesis 1, 28. Genesis 1, 28. One twenty-eight. We ready? Alrighty. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over everything that moveth upon the earth. In Genesis 9-1, God is talking to Noah. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Um, there are three types of relationships that we have in life. We, we have general relationships where people encounter or we encounter people on a regular basis. Like socially, you know, I may walk by, by you at work or down the road or on the street. I mean, just general 
um, relationships in passing. We know each other, but we don't really talk. And then there are seasonal relationships where we have relationships with coworkers and colleagues, classmates and neighbors. Um, and then there are covenant relationships, those relationships, the one that we're having right now and with God. Um, and then with parents, they are the first ones to teach us about relationships. And then there's relationships in marriages, um, covenant that are covenant um, with our children, with family, and with friends. Hallelujah. So those are three common relationships that we have in life. Okay, there is something happening here. Okay, it didn't want to move, it didn't want to move. You and I, we won't produce without having relationships. It's just not going to happen. Relationships will advance us, they will bless us, they will increase us, they will, as the Bible said, they will multiply us. And if we do it the way that God has prescribed, we will flourish in all our relationships. We should strive to relate to one another. The easiest, easiest way to succeed and or excel in life is through relationships. That's friends, that's family, and all the other relationships that we have. This is, I mean, the, the younger generation, y'all, you, you guys know that um, you are a social generation. There are so many social sites. There's Facebook, there's YouTube, there's WhatsApp, there's Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, and Reddit. I don't really know what Reddit does, but um, those are some of the top 10 social sites. So in hearing that and understanding that, we know that people really do want to be social. People really do want to relate. People really do want to have relationships, even if it's on the other side of a keyboard. Here is just a few stats. Um, they, said, they say that social media is a pillar of many people's lives. As of April last year of 22, the global stats report that they, that there are 4.65, 4.65 billion social media users on the planet. That's 58.7% of the global population from news and sometimes disinformation to lifestyle tips to decision-making to product research to social me media gatherings 
and all the other information that they think that they may need, but it's from their platform of choice. In saying that, people really are gathering. They are talking, they are communicating the way they want to communicate and to whom they want to communicate. They will reach out to various sites and they will, you know, make certain hookups. We, as God's people, got to do a better job at relating one to another. We got to learn how to really, really communicate and relate in love, in life, in unity, in community. We really, really have to do this, y'all. We got to get together to change the community in which we live. Some of us don't even communicate in our own homes. You don't relate to your own children. It's like the children go to their rooms and they're there. Um, and you don't see them until the next day or if there's a need. Husband and wives don't communicate. Parents and grandparents, you know, it's easier now. That's why we have so many senior living facilities. But when I was growing up, we didn't have that many facilities. Families took in their elderly parents and took care of them. And if they couldn't take them in, then they would make a lifestyle adjustment and or change. And then they would go and live with their parents until something else changed. Sometimes family members would take turns. Siblings, oh, okay, well, this is your month, this is your month, this is your month, this is your day, this is your week. I mean, but, you know, we're not doing what we need to do in, in relationship as we should, one with another and in, within our own families. God was very relational, and he is relational. God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. God is relational. We need to be relational. Who do you go to to get advice? Who do you relate to? Who do you talk to when you're making a serious decision about life or life changes? Who do you go for for wisdom? How do we even witness? God said to let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Who are we trying to transform to the renewing of their minds out of the current culture into this kingly culture or kingdom culture so that they can relate to the God that created everything, which is our God, the only true and living and wise God.
Thank you, Jesus. In Genesis, I mean, we don't even have to walk that far. Genesis 13, you're going to talk about Abraham and Lot. Abraham was relational. God had a lot to say about Abraham. He was like, even when he was getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, shall I hide this thing from Abraham? Seeing that he knows how to talk to me. He knows how to relate to me. He will go to bat for these people that I'm trying to get rid of because they, their evil is before me continually. I know, I know, I know some of our loved ones, some of our sons and some of our daughters, some of our relatives, some friends that we love, they may not have the best relationship. They may not even have the best understanding. But how are we relating to them so that they can get through, so that God can get through to them? Genesis 13. Two, and then I'm going to read 8 through 13. Abraham, this is about Abraham and, and Lot. And it says, and Abraham became very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. Verse 8. What a blessing. So Abram said to Lot, let us not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Now, this is a relationship that's seasonal because he's letting him know, you know, okay, well, this ain't going to work, and we need to part company. We need to part ways. Verse 10, Lot looked around and saw that the whole land of Jordan toward Zor was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 11. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities and the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. When we um, change seasons or we have seasonal relationships with others, um, we need to relate to them to try to ensure that they go in the right direction. But sometimes they won't always follow good and godly counsel because they see the wealth and the riches. They see what's, um, how they can progress or how they can get by or how they can get over. So, um, you know, some people, you know, want to shack. And it's like, well, that ain't the best way. I know it look good over there. But, you know, when you get over there, he's going to have to cut that grass too. 
So some things, you know, they may look good for you for now, but in the in the long run, it's not going to work out. It's going to cost you your life. It's going to cost you your children. It's going to cost you some healthy boundaries and healthy relationships. So we really, really want to look around and see, you know, do, do I want to stay with the plan of God and God's sons and daughters, God's people that God has connected me to, or do I want to go the way of the transgressor, the way of sinners, because it says in verse 13, it says, now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. We don't want to, we don't want to partake in that. So to relate means to make a show, make or show a connection between others. And ship is, or one of the definitions that I use, is a large vessel that can carry you and others along with cargo to a particular destination. I guess I gotta use this finger over here. Go up. As the captain of the ship, that's you, this is your life. You have to keep up with the maintenance that's on the ship. You have to pay attention, close attention, to the instrumentation. You need to know what the weather forecast is going to be like. You don't want to be out in the middle of the sea or the middle of the ocean and get caught in a storm or the storms of life, and you don't have anybody out there to help you. You don't want to do that. So we need to know and pay very close attention to the vessels that we're in. Do you know how many, how long it's gonna take on this ship to get you to your appointed destination? How many days or weeks or months is it gonna take? If the ship begins to sink, meaning your relationships, you need to know where your life preserver is. Do you go to the Lord in prayer? first or do you go to some of your shaky friends it don't have to be a friend it could be you know somebody that you know you're just in you relate to but no as believers it's you first it's God first God I give you first place in my life in my heart in my mind in my soul and in my strength are you the only one trying to save these relationships? Or were you only there to assist? Were you just to be a seasonal person and you made yourself permanent? Now, um, when we're on our flights, when we fly um, in the plane starts to go through turbulence, either the flight attendants or the pilots will tell us, you know, the mask comes down. You got to take care of you first and then help. If you have children, then help them or your neighbor if you see that they are struggling or they having a problem, those in your near vicinity. Relationships. 
some people can go in the same direction that you're going in, but they're not going to the same destination. There were some people that was on the highway with us tonight driving in, but I see they didn't come to this destination. Thank you, Jesus. Some relationships won't take you anywhere. Why? Because some people are selfish. They lack appreciation. Some people are resentful. And on, on the ship, there's an anchor. <laughs> Jesus is my anchor that is attached to the vessel. And when you get to a certain place or to your appointed destination, that anchor should go down. And as it goes down, it will latch onto a rock or to a boulder or whatever else it latches onto so that you can be held in place and get to where you need to go. But some people that we are in relationships with won't let you go any further. So they can't take you any further and they won't let you go any further because they think that you're anchored to them and not to God and his divine plan and purposes that he has for your life. It's seasonal. Can two walk together except we be in agreement? Amos 3 and 3. Proverbs 18:24 A man that have friends must show himself friendly and there is a friend that sticks closer than any brother In relationships we should strive to show ourselves friendly if we want others to invest in us we can't get anywhere without relationships here. We can't do it. Um, I heard um, one, um, I don't know if he was a theologian, great leader, he said that relationships are like currency. They will take you places and open doors that you couldn't open on your own. We need each other. Don't leave doors open with people that don't mean you any good. They sometimes may have demonic attachments to it. The Bible says, if an unclean spirit is swept and clean out of your house, and it's been wandering in the desert, finding no place to inhabit. 
because de the desert is a dry place. It's a dry, cold world out there. They will then say, I know, let's go back and see if there's room at the old crib. Bringing seven other spirits with it greater than itself. They want to make sure that they hang around with their group, which will make it harder for you and I to keep our house clean. If you haven't filled that space with godly wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, the fruit of the Spirit, the government of God, with prayer and praise and worship and singing and fasting and prayer, guess what? They're going to bring back seven more of their enemies. Worse, because they, they got scared. They, they're scared now because you dare to evict them out of, out of the house. So if they bring back seven worse enemies, it won't be so hard. It won't be so easy for you to evict them. Some of you guys, you know what I'm talking about. That has happened to you. Good, healthy relationships must be maintained. We must be committed to spiritual things in order to improve God-ordained relationships. You need to know that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. God is not the author of confusion. If your relationships are out of control, then you're out of control. It will bring all kind of strife and all types of confusion to you. And ladies, gentlemen, please don't dumb yourself down. You're better than that. You're more than that. You're greater than that. God has made you more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You don't have to settle. The Bible says, a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. They won't respect you. Get out. Know that it was just for a season so that you can go on and be all that God has made you and need for you to be in this generation again and in this dispensation. Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Can you have communion with light and darkness? I think not. doesn't say for, for those that, are, that think that they are falling in love. I don't know what that means, to fall in love. We hear it all the time, but it doesn't make it so. But the Bible does say to walk in love. We can do that. We need to grow emotionally, intellectually, 
and spiritually if we want to improve and nurture good, healthy relationships. Thank you, Jesus. We have a need, and that is to love and to be loved. God, I thank you. I thank you for the wisdom of your word in relationships. I thank you for how you relate to us. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for the wisdom and the, in your heart, how you gave of yourself. You gave your only begotten son to us so that we might have the right to the Father and have a have right relationships with you and with one another. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for the wisdom of God, the heart of God on how to relate one to another. I thank you, Father, for the peace of God that will pass all of our hearts and minds understanding. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for every love connection and every relationship that you have given to us. May we be stewards over those that you have blessed us with and caused to come into our sphere of influence. Help us, Heavenly Father, to be more, to love more, to give more, to serve more in these last and evil days. For we know that it's you that worketh in us both to do of your good pleasure. Help us, Father. Strengthen us. Lead us and guide us into all truth. And we'll be ever so careful to take heed to the word of God. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we will continue to be fruitful. We will multiply relationships. We will subdue that which you have given to us. We will, re we will replenish that you have given us, and we will dominate over the works of your hands. Help us again, God, to grow emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually as you help us to improve and nurture the God-given relationships that you've given us. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward, and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.